0: Welcome to Hatchling. This week I'll be answering some tough questions about social media. These were sent to me by Daniel Layson, who is an illustrator in London. I had a few questions for you, and my first question would be, was your growth organic? Or did Instagram ads help? How long did it take you? And does having that following now secure you a living by tending to your page? First off, I started posting art in January of 2016. So it's taken me about three years to grow from just a couple hundred followers who were mostly college classmates or friends from my hometown to 100,000, which is where I am now. Now, was that growth organic? This is a word that gets used a lot in the social media world. And I think when people say organic growth, I think they usually mean that you didn't pay for your followers in any direct way but it's complicated because there are actually a lot of ways to use money to build a following. Some of these are pretty shady and unethical and they're probably the ones you're thinking of first, like buying followers, but others can actually be good for your business and might be worth investing in. So I'll start with the ones I don't recommend. (laughs) First off, you can literally buy followers. If you go to someone's account and they have a million followers and around 100 likes per photo, that's probably what's going on there. It doesn't make anyone look good. Of course, you could also pay for the likes and comments that make it look legitimate, but at that point, why even do it? They aren't real customers, they're not going to support your business in any real way. They might make you look more legitimate, but even if that pays off long-term and convinces people of something that isn't true, you'll always question how you got to where you are and whether you could have done it at all without that monetary boost. In any case, I think it usually backfires because you can tell when someone has that real engaged following that cares about their work, and that's what you'll need to build a business. Another method of paying for exposure that I'm always hearing about is paying for features on accounts that have lots of followers. Now, these are specifically feature accounts, and they'll usually have a ridiculous username like amazing art drawings, or top ink work, or best art feature. And they'll have way too many followers. They're reposting other people's work and hopefully crediting them in the process. They also might have something in their bio about paying to be featured or they might even comment on your posts or message you directly with that offer and it's something like $15 or $30 to have your photo shared on their page. I am so completely against this for a lot of reasons. First off, when you go to these pages, you can tell who paid for the features usually, or at least I think I can. They're usually artists who are just starting out and they need that boost, so they don't have a lot of followers already. I don't know, it's just a feeling that I have from looking at these accounts that there's a variety. There are the artists that paid to be featured and there are the artists that were chosen. And I know for a fact that most people on there are not paying to be there. They're building this account with art that's already successful, so the people who made it don't have to pay. And then people who aren't as successful are paying to be a part of that. So these other posts, these posts by artists that don't have a big following, they usually don't even get a lot of likes on these pages. And I find that really depressing that these are people that paid for that and they're not even getting what they paid for really. Because the thing is, when you get down to it, if your work is not doing well on your own profile, it's not going to do great anywhere else. Of course there are those artists that just haven't gotten their big break and they're really amazing and everybody would love them if they could just see them and they're not good at promoting themselves. But mostly, when you start getting really good, people will start recognizing that. Now, not necessarily on a massive scale, but you'll start to see enough recognition that you'll realize, okay, I'm on the right track, I'm getting better, and people might want to buy my work soon. Until you're at that point, it really doesn't make sense to just pay for exposure. It makes a lot more sense to do what's free, what doesn't cost anything, which is just working to get your art to the point where people wanna buy it. Another problem I have with these accounts is they are not even making art. We're out here working hard every single day to think of ideas and execute them and photograph them and they just copy a photo. They literally just copy it and put it in their feed and then paste all their hashtags into the caption and get more followers than you or I will ever have. That doesn't seem fair to me. It's gonna happen regardless, that's how the internet works, but why support that, especially with your money? I think there are better places to spend your money, like, for example, supporting other artists that are actually making their work. Once you start getting good, once people start really enjoying your work, they'll show that, and they'll show that through likes and follows, and that might not happen on an astronomical scale. You might not go viral, and maybe you have more of a niche following, but until you start getting that positive feedback, I don't think you should invest financially. I think you should keep investing with your time, with your motivation, and maybe invest in art supplies, but the exposure will come later. Of course, the most conventional way to pay for exposure is to buy ads. Instagram offers this function, and I'm sure you guys have seen ads in your feed as you're scrolling. I actually have tried this out. I just put, you know, $10 in to see what it was like. And when I calculated it in the end, I looked at all the analytics, I realized I paid a few cents for each new follower that I got, for each person that clicked on my ad and ended up following me. That's not a sustainable plan. If you want a lot of followers, you're gonna have to pay at least a couple thousand dollars. And who knows if that would really work. Is it worth doing that instead of investing that money in your business in a real way? Because ads aren't making your business better. They're just showing it to more people. So I've mentioned there are better ways to use money. Now I will tell you about those. This is just my opinion, but I think it does take money to start a business in art. Now, where should you put your financial investment? If you have a little bit saved up to help boost your business, If you shouldn't put it into ads or buying followers or paying for features, then what should you use it for? These are less direct ways to build a following. So they basically involve just improving your business, making it more desirable to people, improving your skills and becoming a better artist, which I think will pay off in more exposure in the end. So the simplest way to convert money into followers is by doing giveaways. You could give away your own art. I think typically a more appealing thing to do is to give away art supplies. Everybody likes those. But that doesn't ensure that you'll get followers who really care about your work. So it's your choice. You can give away some paints. You can give away some original drawings whatever you think people might actually want and what will get people excited because that's really a good giveaway. The type of thing that people who don't even enter giveaways are just so excited about, they wanna throw their name in the ring. You should get a few followers out of that and even if you don't, even if it goes badly, at least you're still giving someone a gift so you can feel good about that at the end of the day and it shouldn't cost that much money to begin with or else you're just setting yourself up for resentment. You don't wanna resent your followers for accepting a gift that was your idea to begin with. You could also invest upfront in merchandise like prints. In a previous episode, I talked about how I much prefer buying and selling my own prints instead of relying on a print-on-demand service that does it all for me. So this means that you have to pay in advance for prints before you even know if people are gonna buy them, which is a risk. It's a good use of your money. You should definitely try it at least once just to see how it goes. If you have a little bit more money to spend, we're in the couple hundred dollar range now, I would recommend getting professional photos taken. These would be headshots and photos of you working in your studio. They will make you look more legitimate online. It's just a fact, they're more legitimate than selfies. They'll show your audience and potential customers who you are beyond just your work. I'm really lucky, I happen to have a friend who is a professional photographer so she's been kind enough to take some shots for me for free. But I really hesitate to make that public because you should not expect that from anyone Photographers are artists as well, they need to make a living, and they deserve to be paid for their time. So don't go around expecting that, don't offer people exposure if you have that option. Please pay photographers, they do great work, and you will see that you will make that money back. If you have good photos and you use them well on your website or your Patreon, they'll make people think of you as a professional artist, not just a hobbyist. Other good uses of money are, of course, supplies. Everyone needs supplies to make art, unless you're doing digital art, in which case you still need technology. I definitely regret not investing in a proper setup earlier. I now have a standing desk and I have an adjustable drawing board. Those help with my posture. They allow me to draw for longer. They've reduced my neck pain. Overall, that's cost a few hundred dollars. And I always thought of it as a luxury, but if you need it to make art comfortably and consistently, then it's not a luxury because otherwise you just don't have a career to begin with. Now, moving back into the digital realm, a website will make a huge difference. Mine costs around $100 a year. It's really worth it to be able to present myself professionally outside of social media. Plus, of course, I use it to host my shop where I make money as well. So the photos of you and the website, that's all part of your online presence and your real world presence, just showing people that you're taking this seriously, that you're investing time and money into your career because you're seeing it not as a side project, but as your life path. That will make people think of you as reliable, as professional, as someone they can really depend on. And it will also introduce them to who you are. Overall I'm trying to say that in some sense my growth was organic, I didn't cheat my way there, but in another sense I did use money to water that plant however I could. I spent money on supplies, I spent money on prints, I spent money on my website, and I don't think much can really happen if you don't put everything you've got into it. If you have a little extra money, of course not if you're in dire circumstances, but if you have a little bit extra, maybe don't go shopping, maybe try putting that into your business and see what happens. It's all just an experiment. I've had plenty of experiments that haven't gone too well. I tried doing t-shirts and while those sold, it took so much time and the shipping was a mess, but I had to try it at least once because it was suggested to me. So I think you should make a list of possibilities, whether it's prints or a Patreon or shirts or teaching workshops and just try all of those. Those might cost a little bit of money up front, but until you've tried them, you can't tell if that's worth it. There's no shortcut where if you're rich enough, you can just force people to like your art. You need to ensure that people like it before you start paying money to get it out there in the world. Otherwise that money's wasted. The last question would be, social media is really tiring, does someone help with your page or video content at all? For example, editing videos, or maybe even just scheduling posts. I know this is very common, and I just wondered if it's not only common, but is it necessary? Basically am I kidding myself as a solo artist to try to, you know, do everything myself? The bad news with social media is that you're gonna have to do it all yourself. But the good news is that you can. It's totally possible and you're not kidding yourself by imagining that you might build up a following on your own without any outside help. I actually don't know off the top of my head any artists who outsource any part of the process. I talk to a lot of other artists who have a pretty big following on Instagram and they're doing it on their phones every day themselves. I personally take and edit all my photos, I write every caption, I choose the hashtags and then I share each post myself on my phone. I spend a lot of time every day responding to messages and comments. It's important to me that my voice online is my voice that everything comes straight from me unless otherwise specified, and that's never been the case in the past. If you've interacted with my account in any way, that's me. I think that's really important, but that said, I'm not shaming anyone who has asked for help or gotten it in the past. When you get to the point where you are spending hours on social media each day and your career is flourishing, then maybe it makes sense to outsource some of that. I'm not quite there yet, I'm still able to balance it and I'm not making enough money to hire an assistant, but I could totally understand. If you had millions of followers, if you were making a lot of money and you wanted more time to do your real work instead of just manage your social media, then yeah, get an assistant. They could sort through all your messages and tell you if there are really good opportunities that you're missing or important people you might wanna talk to. They'll know that stuff and they can do that and you can focus on what's really important, which is the work you're doing. I have to admit, although it sucks, and this is the really annoying thing about social media, I couldn't really make money until I reached 10,000 followers. Now that I'm around 100,000, it's a lot easier to support myself. It's definitely not easy, I'm still a freelance artist, but it's easier than it was before. Then again, I don't really have a career outside of social media. I'm part of this new breed of artists where all my work comes through social media. All my customers find me there. Now there are other artists that I know of Who do social media as a fun thing. They do it for extra publicity or to make new connections, but they make their real money by illustrating for magazines or newspapers or maybe they sell their work in gallery shows. That's not my story and if you're like me and you don't have the social skills or the existing connections in the art world, you might be better off trying to reach people online. It's something anyone can do which I think is so awesome. Once you build up that following, you're not guaranteed an income. Now, I'm not going to lie to you and say that you can make just as much money with 100 followers as with 100,000. Of course that's not true, but it's not guaranteed. And I know plenty of people who are struggling with literally a million followers. But the truth is that we are here fighting for popularity because popularity means money. It means less stress. I'm less stressed now that I know that I have a consistent audience. I think what makes us so hard to talk about, and why I was kind of dreading answering these questions, even though I know they're really important, is that I don't want to admit that the world can revolve around such an insignificant number like that. Like just the number of followers can determine whether you can make a living or not. That seems crazy, it's just a popularity contest and I've had bad experiences with popularity contests in my life. (laughs) I remember being a kid and being so frustrated with how much of my life revolved around being popular. I didn't have the chance to be on the student council because nobody really knew me or liked me. And as an adult, Instagram is bringing back so many of those fears and insecurities for me. Maybe it's not so different from how it was in the past. It's just that now we can literally visualize it. Like in the past, you could try to determine people's fame based on how much money they were making, how many movies they were in, how many records they sold. Now you can just look at one number, how many followers, how many people care about them. What a sad world it would be if we were all just reduced to one number. And yet I've been fighting to increase that number for years, not just because I like to be liked as everyone else, I like to log in every day and see that people care about me and people said my work is good and people are waiting to hear from me. Of course that feels good. That's very human. But also because I know the more followers you have, the more secure your income is. You have people all over the world that you could teach to, to sell to, to talk to. It just does get easier and better at a certain point. And for me, that number was really 10,000. After that... I was able to start building my career in earnest, I was able to leave my job and start devoting the majority of my time to it. None of us should be ashamed that we want more followers or that we think we need more followers because who's to say we don't? It seems like the people who are making more money, who are having more success, do have a lot of followers. And you can work towards that, there's nothing wrong with it. Popularity is a totally acceptable goal. Because if it means you can pursue art as a career, you can make creativity the center of your life, then go for it. Don't let that stop you. Don't feel like you have to pretend that you don't care and it's all about the art. Because if it's all about the art, then you'll do whatever it takes to do the art. That might mean you're spending a lot of energy on making strangers double tap on a photo that you posted from your phone. That's okay. It's about the art, it's about building community. We do what it takes to survive as artists. But regardless of what's happening online, you can still be present in your real life as an artist. You can still build up a career, and who knows which one will grow faster? You might have more success in real life, you might have more success in your own community. Bringing your art to coffee shops and asking for exhibits there. Even talking to galleries, having shows, you can teach workshops. You could try to find an illustration agent and get contracts with newspapers. There are so many different things you can do in real life where nobody's going to ask you how many followers you have. Don't put all your energy into collecting those internet points and neglect the things that you could be doing in the real world. There are still a lot of opportunities in the real world for artists, and though it might be easier to just sit in your bed and tap away on your phone and hope for career success, you will find that by taking those real world risks, by going out there and emailing people and walking up to people, you can have a huge impact. Think about it. If everybody else is on their phone, if everyone else feels more comfortable sending a DM than having a real world conversation, maybe you'll be the one person who had the confidence to do that. I just don't want anyone to feel stuck waiting to build up a following. Like their career can only begin once they've hit a certain number. That's just not true. Your career begins now. Your career begins when you say it begins. And you should really do everything within your power to make it sustainable in the long term. You can find a way to do it whether the internet is on board or not. I've got a little update to my last episode where I was talking about trying to spend less time on my phone, trying to detach from technology. I've been dutifully attempting to follow my plan to reduce my screen time. There have been a few snags, but overall, I've made progress and I got a notification on my phone yesterday, I know it's ironic, but it told me that I've spent 50% less time on my phone than I did the week before. That's huge to me. That means all that time that I was spending in digital dreamland, I'm now spending in my real life, but I'm still adjusting to this new way of life. So I will share a longer update once I've had a little bit more time to establish a new routine. Also, I wanna prove to myself that this isn't just a phase that I'm really gonna stick with it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this was helpful to you. If you liked the episode, you should leave a rating, a review. That does a lot for the show, and it does a lot for my self-esteem as well. If you'd like to be featured on the show, if you have a question to ask me, then send it to me at brian at You can find all the info in the show notes if you want to learn more. Thank you so much for listening, and have a wonderful week.